childhood, he never indicated any desire to be an attorney. We were shocked during his junior year in college when he announced he was applying to law school. It's not that I wasn't delighted, as any father would be, to have his son follow in his footsteps. It was just so unexpected. Matt always said he would never become an attorney because he didn't want to have to work as hard as I did. He was sure there was an easier way to make a living. He wanted a job with less stress and more time to spend with the family. I couldn't really argue with him about that since I was working 80 hours a week trying to keep up with more than a 100 cases. So what was it that changed his thinking? In my mind, it was the money. Money had always been the most important motivating factor in Matt's life. He inherited that mindset from his mother. When he was young, she would bribe him with a quarter here, a dollar there, in order to get him to do what she wanted with the least amount of resistance. It worked very well. In fact, so well that he began to expect a cash reward for almost everything he did. At some point, we had to put a stop to that practice. It was at age 18 when he went off to college that I jolted him with the fact that someone else would have to reward him in the future for his hard work. It took a little adjustment, but when he entered Southern Methodist University in Dallas, his clear objective was to get a business degree and then go to graduate school to get his MBA. In his mind, once he got his MBA, he could find a lucrative job where he could live high with little effort. Unfortunately, the business classes were difficult and tedious with no immediate reward, so he soon switched his major to political science, something that came naturally to him and required only a modest effort. I don't know where he got it, certainly not from me or his mother, but Matt was very fortunate to acquire a tremendous thirst for knowledge. I'm no psychiatrist, but I always thought it came from his high ego and competitive spirit. He couldn't stand for anyone to be more knowledgeable than he. He loved to spout off esoteric facts to people and watch their expressions of surprise or dismay. He'd spend countless hours reading books and devouring magazine articles, fascinated by the world in which he lived and anxious to tell everyone what he had learned. Matt loved to argue and debate with anyone who dared to do battle with him. He rarely lost, which made finding opponents difficult. His brother Ryan was his fiercest adversary. Ryan was as intelligent as Matt, but had completely different values. He cared little about money and material things. Needless to say, dinnertime conversation often got very intense. The one thing they had in common, however, was their love for fantasy, warfare, and science fiction. They spent countless hours engaged in mock combat, whether it was Risk, Dungeons and Dragons, Civilization, or countless other games. To get an advantage over the other, they studied the theories and exploits of Machiavelli, Alexander the Great, Genghis Khan, Napoleon, and Rommel. Although Ryan held up better than most, Matt almost always prevailed, not so much due to his ruthless, relentless attack, but more on account of his thorough preparation for battle. He liked to dazzle his friends with his incredible knowledge of history. He loved the reactions he got when he spouted off some detailed facts about historical events or ancient rulers. At times, he'd carried away and exaggerate historical events for dramatic effect— This hurt his credibility with anyone who knew the actual historical facts. As a result, many of his young opponents were lured into thinking him a charlatan and thus dismissed him as no serious threat. This usually gave him a competitive advantage as he wasn't seriously challenged before his armies were mobilized, fully equipped, and ready for battle. 
His mother and I were usually amused when he'd bring a new friend home to play one of his games. They'd be smiling and giggling when they arrived, but invariably would leave with long, sullen faces. Despite what I've said, those who got to know Matt would tell you he had a good heart and would go to great lengths to help his friends. He was very sociable, loved to talk with anyone, and never forgot a name. He seemed to need approval and acceptance and would go to great lengths to get it. Although he had a tough facade, he genuinely cared about people and wanted to help them. After hanging out my shingle, I decided to specialize in financial and estate planning. The publicity I had received from Erica's trial had gotten me a lot of exposure and made me a hot commodity. Unfortunately, when the economy cratered after the big banking scandal in the mid-80s, so did my practice. After that debacle, I decided I needed a second specialty that would do well when times were bad. The obvious pick was bankruptcy. The hedge worked very well, and my bankruptcy practice...